Hey guys, and welcome back to the Sense of Dollars podcast. So today I want to have a little chat with you about a little rule that I like to call the 90-10 rule. So it's a little bit of a take on this 80-20 rule that I had growing up that my mum Um, enforced I guess you could say upon me and my sisters so she is in the health and wellness space and she basically brought us up to believe in order to live a healthier lifestyle to live 80% of the time on you know eating the right kinds of foods and living the right kind of life going to the gym all that kind of thing and 20% of the time you're able to let go a little bit and indulge yourself a little bit more so this basically allows you to feel a sense of well, to feel more like you can actually do what you want, I suppose you could say, um, rather than feeling restricted all the time. So it's basically, you know, giving you the opportunity to allow yourself the freedom in order to actually enjoy that aspect of your life. So you are still allowed to eat chocolate, you are still allowed to, I don't know, have full cream milk in your coffee, that kind of thing, like the little things that you enjoy. For me personally, I love having full cream milk in my coffee, but... I'm currently on almond milk, which I also love, just not quite as much. Um, But yeah, so it's just little things like that that she raised us with the mentality of. So we've grown up to believe that. And although I do not live that um, currently, which I definitely should, she'd be very unimpressed with me right now. Um, Yeah, so she basically, this 90-10 rule when it comes to personal finance has been taken from the 80-20 rule that she's instilled upon us um, from a young age. So let me go into it a little bit more into detail. So it's basically, okay, so 90% of the time, as you could probably guess from the 80-20 rule, 90% of the time, I want you to create yourself a budget. Sorry, this is, that's totally wrong. So actually, this is what it more likely is, not 90% of the time. But what I want to do is basically get your whole pay, right? So say for calculation's sake, your pay is $1,000 a week right? Or a month, $1,000. So from this $1,000, I want you to take 90%, which is $900. And I want you to basically give yourself a zero based budget for this $900. So that's basically allocating, giving every single one of those dollars within this 90% frame, a job. So whether that goes to bills, whether that goes to rent, it may go to your food, it may cover the cost of you know, presence throughout the year, it may go towards your car maintenance, that kind of thing. So I want you to basically live off this $900 and make adjustments in your life. So if you say, okay, I need a higher budget for my food, but it doesn't fit within the $900, don't do that. Don't try and take some money from that other 10%. Keep it within this $900 and allocate the correct funds. So say you need to spend more you don't have enough on food after you've already allocated your bills and your gifts and all that kind of thing take money from somewhere else to allow yourself to be able to afford the food for the week or alternatively don't spend so much on food so options for this could be to limit your spending eating out which i do want you to include in this 900 dollars um limit the i guess take away those extra indulgences that you normally spend on meals Maybe you're buying lamb chops for dinner every week and they're probably the most expensive cut of meat. So maybe take that down and that could cut your meat budget pretty much in half if you, you know, if you were indulging over the top in meat. Um, Those kinds of little tweaks and stuff. I want you to fit in your everyday life expenses within this 90% of your budget. 
or sorry, of your income. So every single dollar in this $900, once you've allocated it towards your food for the week or your, the month, to the bills, to the car, to gifts, everything like that, I want you to have $0 left of this 1000 of this $900, right? So $0, all you're left with is this 10% that we've put it to the side, all right? So from this 10%, which in this case is $100, You've basically given yourself free reign to purchase things that you want to purchase. So let's say you say you want to buy a very expensive pair of shoes. Say they're $700, right? So you're indulging. You want to treat yourself. You want to buy this pair of shoes. You, from this 10%, so it's $100 a week, it may take you seven weeks to save up for this $700 pair of shoes. And this is a ridiculous example. Let's take it down a notch. Let's go, say, a handbag from Mimco. All right. So it's $150. You can't afford that handbag this week because you've only got $100. And you cannot spend any other money because every other dollar in your income has actually been allocated towards other things. So it's currently sitting in other accounts that are targeted to go to other things, right? So you've only got $100 left. You cannot buy that Mimco handbag this week. Next week, however, you will have $200 because you will have 10% from this week and 10% from next week. So I want you to see it as, okay, I'm going to put this $100 aside. I'm going to save up next week's $100 and then I'm going to go buy myself a handbag. You could decide that you want to do a 95-5 rule. Say you do say a hundred dollars a week is a lot of money for you to be just splurging on yourself. You want to make it a little bit less, so you want to give yourself fifty dollars a week to kind of work with and to budget for and to save up towards purchases that you want to do. Maybe you'll put that extra fifty dollars that you've taken and put it towards your savings goals, and that's entirely that's entirely up to you. It's your prerogative. With a thousand dollars income a week. $100 is quite a lot. Like you could probably put that as a 95% rule. Um, but just as a rule of thumb, I want you to allocate a percentage of your income, 10% or less, just because we've got to be reasonable here. So 10% or less to go towards just something that you want to do for yourself because you've earned the money, you've worked hard for it, and you should be giving yourself the freedom and that feeling of, I guess, not so much accomplishment because accomplishment comes from achieving long-term goals, I think more so than anything. But I think it just gives you a sense of, you know, like I've worked for this money and I'm allowed to, like, I don't want to feel so restricted with this budget because a budget is not supposed to make you feel deprived. It's not supposed to make you feel like you're missing out. Like it's meant to make you feel like you've got total control of your money. And that's what it, that's what a zero-based budget is all about. It's about having control of your money and knowing where every single dollar is going and being able to spend it accordingly and being able to not feel like you need to be screen, like scrambling together when your car maintenance bill is due or your rego is due and, you know, trying to find that last minute kind of money to put together to be able to afford it. Zero-based budgeting is all about, or budgeting in general, is all about making sure that you have the funds when you need them always. Um, so, yeah, I don't want you to feel like just because you have a budget, it means that you're depriving yourself or you're living, you know, less of a life than you want to be living. And I still want you to have that freedom. So with the money that I 
give myself, I am actually saving it up to invest in shares, which I will be doing shortly. I'm not a I'm not an expert in investing at all by any means. So I'm I am still learning. So I definitely want to be putting towards that. So I'm waiting to save up for my first five hundred dollar parcel so I can um, buy a bit of shares um, through my St. George app. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And it's giving me a little bit of a freedom, I suppose, because I know that I'm working towards that. And it's a much shorter term goal than saving a deposit for a house, for example. So I think, yeah, being able to see that little amount of money grow and know that I'm working towards something every week that I want to spend my own money on for, for no reason, really, just to give me the freedom to spend it on if I, you know, for example, in the share market, if I lose it all, well, it was mine to spend on however I wanted in the in the beginning. So, yeah, so I, I give myself um, money within my gift account for the year. So I've got sinking funds, which is basically how I manage my zero-based budgeting method. I have sinking funds and one of those sinking funds is gifts. So I don't spend um, my money throughout the year on gifts for other people or for myself. I allocate money every month or every paycheck for to go towards gifts. And then whenever someone's birthday comes up or my own birthday comes up or Christmas comes up, I'm take I take from that account. So I don't then use this money that I'm saving up for myself, the 5%, 10%, 10% um, to go to, towards gifts for myself or for anyone else. So I allow myself to invest that money. And that's how I'm developing my skills and my knowledge because I'm such a nerd around all those kinds of things. So I'd love to, you know, invest and see what I can do when it comes to that. So, yeah, so that's just a little bit about um, the 90-10 rule. And I just want you guys to understand that budgeting does not have to just be like feel just restrictive and like you can't do anything and that kind of thing. And you also don't have to live in a constant state of I don't know where all my money's going. Like, where's all my money going? I can't afford to pay my car rego. I earn like I earn enough money. I just don't know where all my money goes. It probably just goes towards food. So I want you guys to be able to get a little bit more control back on your money and spending and also be able to feel as though you can enjoy the things that you still enjoy doing in this sense. So you have the 90-10 rule in this case where you can have that 10% and the 90% that goes towards life adulting bills that kind of thing and then the 10 percent that has the freedom you have the freedom to spend however you want perhaps you do decide that you just want to put it towards savings and that's absolutely fine but you need to understand that there's already savings within that 90 percent and by putting this extra 10 percent into the savings pool you're just adding extra so it may help you achieve your goal of buying a house quicker however that's not the idea of this 10%. This the idea of this 10% is to allow you to long term be able to stick to your budget because it gives you that sense of I still can do what I want. I'm also saving for a long term goal. So it's pretty um yeah, it just gives you that sense of freedom I suppose while you're because it's a long term goal. So it could take you years to save for a house deposit. It really could. In this time and this day and age when everyone's moving out of home, we're all paying our own rent. It takes a long time to be able to accumulate this large sum of money. So in some cases, it's $150,000, $200,000 that you want to be saving up. So don't get yourself stuck in the routine of I have to save, save, save every single cent, every single dollar that I spent, that I don't spend on food or bills towards saving for this house. Allow yourself the time and the freedom to 
have the flexibility to live your life in the meantime. Because let me tell you, as soon as you've saved up the deposit, it could take you say five years to save up this deposit, right? Once you've saved up this deposit and you've finally been able to purchase your house and it's so exciting and oh my gosh, the world is just amazing. You've done all this discipline thing. You've been so good the whole like five years. You're now going to have a mortgage. You're now going to be in crazy amounts of debt and you're going to want to pay that down as soon as possible. So it does, it's not like it ends at the time that you finally save for this deposit. It actually just completely starts all over again on a bigger scale because you've got the debt, you've got say seven, $800,000 worth of debt and you just want to be paying this off. So you'll put more towards your debt. You won't have, you, you really won't have much savings at all. You'll probably put as much as you possibly possibly physically can into your home um, mortgage so in reality it's being able to continue to live your lifestyle while also achieving your goals and you've got your whole life ahead of you I there's no point in putting such strong restrictions and having to achieve a goal within this three-year time frame which is ridiculous when in actual fact you still want to be able to live your life go out with friends and start a business that you want to start that those kinds of things and you feel like you're guilty for spending money on these other things when you should be putting it towards your house so i just wanted to give you a bit of a you know an idea around other ways that you could think about or perceive savings and how you could look at your money differently to ensure that you're still enjoying your life in the meantime. Now, this does absolutely does not mean that you can just go out and spend on whatever you want. Like it's obviously everything within moderation. So sticking within this five or 10% um, guideline of your income. So it kind of depends on how much you're earning. So if you're earning $500 a week and it costs you $480 to live, like that's your budget. Well, then maybe it's $20 a week. But if you're earning $1,000 a week and it only costs you $800 to live your life and all your bills and all that kinds of things, including savings, it's imperative that you include your savings in the 90%. Um, so you've got a buffer there of $200. Maybe cut that in half or cut that even smaller and only give yourself $50 a week. Like it's going to be different for everyone. And I'm not going to tell you exactly what you should be doing for you because I don't know where you live or how much your rent is and all that kinds of thing. Use your use your common sense, use your brain to kind of get a, a figure together for yourself. So, you know, use your brain. If you want to get in contact with me, get in contact with me. I'm more than happy to walk through your budget with you. Um, I'd absolutely love to do that. Actually, it's what I, I just love. I'm such a nerd. So just, I love to do that kind of thing. So if you want to get in touch with me, we can go through your budget, we can go through your income and we can have a chat about where you can be allocating your money and what kind of a percentage you should be leaving. Um, definitely get, get in touch with me. You can either get in touch with me through Instagram. Um, I'm sense of dollars. That's my handle. Or you could go to the website. There's a contact me page, www.senseofdollars.com. And you can get in touch there and yeah, send me through the figures and about your income and we can definitely have a chat. I have absolutely no issues with that at all. So yeah, definitely do that if you feel like you need a bit of help. But it's ultimately, you know, try and trial, trial and failure. Um, maybe one week it'll end up being too much. Maybe one week it'll end up being not enough. So that just play around with the numbers. Nothing is set in stone. That's also such an important note to understand. When you create a budget for yourself, it doesn't mean that it is law. Like you don't have to stick to that every single week, especially if it's not working. I've found that I sometimes set myself a too strict a budget and I get 
to the end of the month and I'm like, oh my gosh, stressing it out because I don't have enough money left. So the next month I'll then change that. I'll give myself a little bit more or I'll go back and I'll see, hang on a second, where did I spend money when I probably could have avoided spending that much money? And oftentimes it's going out with friends and eating dinner um, when the restaurant just seems to be a little bit more expensive than we had anticipated. And in that case, you know, it's life and I enjoyed the dinner with friends and it's one of those things that you've just got to move on from because it's happened and there's no point dwelling on the fact that you spent $20 over budget. So, um, of course, it all evens out in the end next week. The week after I hang out with friends, I'll probably just not, I'll just stay home, that kind of thing. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's all, you know, money is so up and down all the time and it's not something that you should hold yourself to and just restrict yourself from. Um, living your life so definitely just you know sort that out understand have an understanding of where all your money is going and apply this 90 10 rule to your personal finances and I honestly think that it'll help you so ridiculously much it'll just change the your perception and your mentality around money and it'll give you a little bit more of an understanding of you know like I can actually do this long term and I don't feel so restricted. So definitely, you know, check it out. Have a little play around with your own figures. If you need any help, always, you know, I'm available to get in touch. So just send me a message again through Instagram at Sense of Dollars or on the website www.senseofdollars.com. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sense of Dollars podcast. And I really look forward to hearing about everything that you've got to get in touch with me about and I'm so looking forward to seeing all your budgets and I'm excited to help you out so I look forward to hearing from you soon and I will speak to you in the next episode thanks guys